Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, welcome to your Hollywood crime scene mini episode. Hello. Hi, Desi. I'm still kind of waking up. I got two coffees. I, yeah, what's <laughs> up with that? I've, ne- I've never seen you walk in here with two coffees. Because I got a... I wanted a cappuccino because I really needed a good coffee. Yeah. But then I was like, you know, they're small. You're going to want to run out because this is tiny. Why do you have, so you have a cappuccino and a regular coffee. Right. Just if I needed a little extra. Okay. Because sometimes you want to drink more coffee, but you don't want to have espresso. (laughs) It's kind of like you with decaf. Yeah. I I drink a lot of decaf. You want to drink coffee. But I don't want the caffeine. Yeah. Well, I got the caffeine. We'll see. We'll see what happens. (laughs) Hopefully you have more energy than I do by the end of this show. That's a great intro. (laughs) I'm just going to... We're really scraping the bottom of the barrel this week's news. I don't know what's going on in the news this week. Oh, really? In terms of like weird, funny stories. Yeah. But we should mention up top that probably the biggest... One of the biggest stories this week is that Aaron Carter died. So shocking, even though he has issues for a long time. It still is just so sad and shocking. It's so sad. He was 34. He was found unresponsive at his home in Lancaster, California. He leaves behind a daughter. Um, I actually read his brother, Nick Carter's, like, tribute to him. On, I did, too. And it made me tear up. It was sad. It Even was, Hillary Duff's made me cry. Oh, I didn't see hers. It's very short, but it's still, it yeah. was just sad. Yeah, it's really sad. Anyway, rest in peace and love to his family, who yeah. are obviously going through a really tough time right now. Yes. Okay, moving on to something more lighthearted. Jeffrey Garten made the news this week. What? Jeffrey Garten, who obviously we love as he is the husband to our queen, Ina Garten. Mm -hmm. Ina Garten was recently on the Drew Barrymore show. Oh. And she revealed that Jeffrey accidentally sexted somebody else instead of her. Like he sent it to someone else. Wow. Wait, I just love the fact that they sexed. It's great that they sexed because it's totally believable that they still sex. And I would love to know, because you know it's kind of tame sexting. I got the sex. Oh, you do? (laughs) I have the sex. It says, Ina, 74, recalled on the Drew Barrymore Show episode airing next Monday that her husband, age 76, wrote in the message, you're going to be delicious tonight. Ooh. He accidentally sent it to her publicist. Oh, my God. And the publicist responded, I don't think this was meant for me. (laughs) Uh, So anyway, yeah, I'm totally not surprised that either of them still sex. You see the way Jeffrey looks at Ina. Whenever they go to Paris together, you know they're having lots of sex. Also, I love that it's kind of food related. Yeah. (laughs) It's totally believable. Because we've joked about uh, how horny some of her segments are. 
even when Jeffrey shows up and he's like, ooh, I'll pound you. Well, he like doesn't a pie say <laughs> No, but that's our fantasy of <laughs> yes. what they might say to each other. Yes. Involving the food that she's doing, like whatever technique she's doing. Like, like you see the way that he sneaks up behind her when she's making cookies and he sneaks a cookie and yeah. she's like, Jeffrey. Yeah. No, I mean, it's all very, uh, the subtext is fuck. I'm going to fuck you. <laughs> They're one of the horniest celebrity couples, in my opinion. But very um, wholesome, horny, if that's a thing. Because they're so, they're still so in love with each other. Yeah, I love it. Like they've been together since they were in their early 20s, like after college. They're, they've been together so long, their wedding photos are like black and white, and it looks like it's like World War II or something. <laughs> It's, they're like old fashioned looking. Like. Yeah, their wedding photos are from the early '60s, I believe, and they're adorable. Um, I would love to know what he, what was more of like the context. Was there a special occasion? Had he not seen her for a while? <laughs> I bet he was like out of town working. He was like, I don't know. He was like at the White House or something, and then he's like in Washington, D.C. doing whatever Jeffrey Garten does. And he texted her because he was going to go back to the Hamptons. And yeah. he's like, you're going to be delicious Ooh, tonight. I love it for her. And she I'm, deserves it. And I'm excited for the cassoulet you're making too. Yeah. <laughs> which will also be delicious. I'll eat both of those I'll things. eat both of those. <laughs> hungrily eat your, your cassoulet. <laughs> so that, that's some feel-good news. We also have a story... Out of my hometown, this is this is from the Los Angeles Times. Jerry Garcia's marijuana pipe takes a long, strange trip and ends up in a Marin County antique shop. Oh. So Jerry's weed pipe, which he parted with in 1991, is now in the hands of a, I, I want to say, it's a well-known antique shop in San Anselmo. Oh, the one at the... Um... It's, not, it's not secondhand land, rest in peace. It's the Modern Eye. Okay. Do you know that one? Is that on the hub? It's like in downtown okay. San Anselmo. So it's not... It's like close to there. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's close to there. Actually, it's not... Where is the Modern Eye? You're right. I think it is across the street from the hub. Yeah. I know there's that strip of antique stores right there. I'm just saying because I feel like the Modern Eye actually recently changed locations to downtown, like the strip. Right. You mean by Comforts? Yeah, yeah. like on San Anselmo Avenue. I haven't been there in a while. This so. is only interesting to people who are, <laughs> to our three <laughs> listeners who live in this yeah. town. Anyway, obviously, if my family has a history with the Grateful Dead, my dad used to work for them, so this story was right up my alley. Uh, this pipe is exactly how you would expect it to look. It is made out of leather and bone. Bone? <laughs> it's very whimsical. I think he had this pipe for a really long time. So it's, a, it's a very artisan. This looks like a Marin County pipe. Just look at it. Oh, my God. So you know it's got lots of seasoning. Yeah, this is a well-seasoned <laughs> pipe. The owner of the antique shop, he doesn't know if he's going to have it out on display or if he's going to give it to a museum or sell it to a museum, but he said he paid like several thousand dollars for this. I don't think From it's... From who? How did he get it? 
I don't know. I didn't see how he got it. I didn't read the whole article. I'm going to be honest. I just wanted you to see okay. what this. <laughs> I just wanted you to see what this pipe looked like because it's so bizarre looking. Yeah. It looks like it looks like a Lord of the Rings pipe. It seems like kind of like I wouldn't want to smoke pot out of that material. Almost like you kind of want it to be glass or stone or something because this seems like it would soak in all the flavorings and like whatever but maybe people like that it's bizarre it looks like gandalf smokes out of this yeah it's pretty on brand i would like to know this i bet you it has an interesting story this pipe has seen a lot of stuff and someone probably made it for him maybe yeah it was like handmade Anyway, I bought my first weed pipe in San Anselmo or Fairfax, Fairfax, Fairfax. When I was a teenager, yeah, (laughs) it was, which is the next town over. But it's way more hippie still. Even it's still to this day, it hasn't been like yuppified as much, as much, as because it's the furthest out, so it's taking a while. It's still taking some time. Yeah, but but there's definitely old school hippies when you go to Fairfax still. Yeah. More than normal. more than more than a lot of Marin, but yeah. yeah, I got my first weed pipe at a some funky little store there, and it was like very artisan. Oh yeah, I mean, and it got taken by the cops <laughs> like three months later. <laughs> I was devastated. It's like no, <laughs> all my babysitting money. On that. <laughs> um. So yeah, what else do we got? Here's an interesting story. Okay. I keep saying that as if it's going to make my stories I chose better. (laughs) This is from Newsweek. Cats could hold the key to solving their owner's murders. Ooh. Thank you. (laughs) That's because they uh, did them. (laughs) (laughs) Household cats could potentially hold the key to helping police solve an array of crimes, including the possible murder of their owner, according to a new study. Mm. The study titled, Is There Human DNA on Cats? Okay. I'm going to say yes, but I'm also going to say that there's probably a non-insignificant amount of cat butthole DNA on me. Oh, yeah. And on anyone who owns a cat. Absolutely. Which is disturbing, but that's just the reality. Yeah. I don't even think about it. No. In fact, I had a cat ass right in my face today. And I was like, can you at least put your head... By my face when you lie on my chest. They always do ass first. It's so annoying. And when they do face first, like they get up in your face, they're like, I'm going to lick your eyeball (laughs) or bite your nose. Yeah. It's like, which is preferable? Because that lick has been by their ass too. So does it matter? Doesn't even matter. (laughs) The study titled, Is There Human DNA on Cats? was conducted by forensic researchers at Flinders University in Australia and officials with the Victoria Forensic... Police Forensic Services Department investigated the transfer, persistence, prevalence, and recovery of DNA in criminal investigations and if household pets like cats would help play a role. Collection of human DNA needs to become very important in crime scene investigations, but there is a lack of data on companion animals such as cats and dogs in their relationship to human DNA transfer. Forensic scientists Science researcher and co-author of the study, Heidi Monkman, said, according to fizz.org, these companion animals can be highly relevant in assessing the presence and activities of the inhabitants of the household or any recent visitors on the scene. 
The study comes as law enforcement agencies around the globe continue to use DNA and other technology to help catch criminals. Former FBI agent Thomas O'Connor previously told Newsweek, today law enforcement has a huge setup compared to what they did 20, 30 years ago in the technology. In that the technology has come so far. According to this study, researchers looked at 20 cats from 15 different homes with the owners all having different levels of interactions with their cats. DNA samples were taken from the cats from the participants' home as well as from every individual within the household where the respective cat lived. The study found that 80% of the cats had detectable levels of DNA while the researchers were also able to generate impenetrable profiles from 70% of the samples. So they would basically pick up the DNA of the killer. Possibly. Possibly. Um, that's cool, but it was more exciting when I thought the cats had like little Sherlock Holmes hat yeah. on <laughs> and were actually helping investigate the murder somehow. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, even though we all know that cats do not cooperate with the police, they are very smart. So I was also hoping that they were sort of doing their own like private detective work. Right. Like, hey, morons. This is where, this <laughs> is what happened, you fucking idiot. And like going over to where the evidence is and pointing it out somehow, like right. by scratching and trying to bury it. Or, you or, know how they do that? Yes. <laughs> scratching. Yeah. Like scratching at a particular floorboard. Yeah. I also was imagining like, getting murdered and like seeing your cat crane their neck up <laughs> to get a look. <laughs> like you want to hope that they would jump on the back of your killer and mm. claw them so you could escape. Right. But you know, they'd be looking from afar. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah they'd be looking and sort of like, mm, is that worth it? My spot yeah, is so or like warm. Looking around the corner. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Um. Anyway. I feel like we did something before that was like cat detective. <laughs> it's like a vague memory of mine. Like the cat that yeah, I'm I'm almost positive we did. Uh a guy <laughs> who broke into <laughs> This is a fucking stupid story. Okay. This is from Yahoo. Burglar caught on camera dropping safe on foot while stealing from Buckhead restaurant. Buckhead? Buckhead is the name of the town. <laughs> okay. Oh, a Buckhead restaurant. Yeah. Okay, got it. He dropped a safe on his foot? Yeah, there's video footage. <laughs> I watched the footage. It's great. The footage, he, it's like, okay, so this burglar broke into a restaurant, and you see him on the security footage, like, looking around, like, how yeah. they're... Embarrassing. Like, yeah, it's always, like, very embarrassing. He has, like, half of a mask, so you can see his eyes and, like, the top of his nose. Right. Like, it's kind of falling down, and he's, like... She's very frantic in the kitchen, like stealing stuff. And then he finds the safe in the office of the restaurant and he goes outside and you see the like outside security footage right. and you see him go like, ow, ow, ow. <laughs> oh my God. And he like, kind of limps away, but he, he has like some accomplices. So they help him get the safe uh, okay. into the truck. The restaurant, I believe it's called the Buttermilk Cafe. Mm. That's the restaurant that was burglarized. But the video, I thought the video was funny. Not a, not a great for an audio storytelling. <laughs> well, you did a good ow, ow, ow. <laughs> did I? <laughs> did this I, is a very uh, Bugs Bunny cartoon uh, theft. It really. <laughs> you got, ha, safes are heavy. That had to hurt, <laughs> right? Here's like the, you got a, that probably broke his toe or something. This is my nightmare if I was a burglar. 
is having my footage end up on the local news of me being an idiot as a burglar because I know that that would happen to me. That's like, that's the kind of burglar I would be. Like stopping to eat something in the fridge before, you, like something like you know, you know those thieves. You see them kind of yes. open the fridge and yeah. just like make themselves at home. That would be me, totally. Or playing with the cat. Yeah. <laughs> And that's how I get caught for the murder. Absolutely. And so I'd be like, oh my God, they have a cat. Now, if you're going to burglar, be burglarized, you got to be cool looking. Because then if you get caught, everyone's going to be like, well, you know, they were a cool burglar. <laughs> they don't look like a dumb They were really shit. suave. They were very suave. That, that's a cat burglar. <laughs> right. Very cool, calm, and collected. No, this guy was bumbling and I was super embarrassed for him. I'm curious why his accomplices didn't help him initially to carry the safe. I don't know. That's like so heavy. Even but, a small safe is so heavy. They were probably really mad and really like, God damn it, Daryl, you're all over the news. Well, they're dropping they, the fucking safe. They probably also like this. He will never live this day. That's what I mean. <laughs> but like not even just angrily, but it's like that text message type thing. Like he'll just, all, they'll always drop that as an insult, like right. whatever happened. And they probably dragged him in the car too. Yeah. They're like, how's your foot? How's your foot? Daryl. <laughs> One toe Daryl. That's your new burglary. <laughs> just like gave him such crap. Yeah. Um, well, I, they probably got what? Did they say what, how much they stole? Uh, I don't seem think like much. They, it, I don't think it was much. It was more the damage they did to the restaurant, right. like breaking the windows. Uh, they okay. The restaurant owner says the thieves made off with twenty eight hundred dollars cash stored in the safe. Ah, she but she doubts that they'll be able to crack it open. Yeah, I mean they don't seem too bright. <laughs> Just saying. I would like to see the video footage of them trying to get the safe open because I'm sure people got injured. Oh, that's probably even more catastrophic. <laughs> like he's going to be going into the ER. Right. And they're going to be like, what happened? <laughs> your my, your foot's broken and your, your arm's blown off. <laughs> yeah. Like I imagine like they um, have that wily coyote where like a bomb explodes in their face. Yeah. And it's like, it's like everything's all charred and their hair sticks up straight. Right. And they're kind of smoking. <laughs> they're smoking and sizzling. I always like those things because they're never like, third degree burns it's comically charred it's just comically <laughs> charred it's there's no bubbles and stuff like that um buttermilk kitchen that's the name of the restaurant it sounds wherever cute. buck where's buckhead is that georgia where's, i have no idea where the fuck is buck why well, honestly I, it could be oregon it could be i bet there's a lot of buckheads i, I mean it sounds like a popular um name it doesn't say it just says buckhead Look it up on Google. Where's Buckhead? I'm going to look up Buttermilk. Buttermilk <laughs> Kitchen. Buckhead. Atlanta. Oh, good Buttermilk call. Kitchen, right? I bet you the food's yes, really good it's there. Butter, I bet it is too. Let's look at the menu. <laughs> <laughs> I guess you don't have any other stories. <laughs> this place does look really good. I mean, Has the anyone- South does really good breakfast. Yeah, they typically do. like that's like a specialty of theirs the for on, sure. The only time I've ever been to the South was in Atlanta, and I remember eating breakfast there for several days while I was there, and being like, "Wow, this is like Los Angeles could never." It's just very it's superior. It's so good, and every it's like a lot of starchy carbs too. <laughs> like it's just like. Oh my god! It's Everything so good. comes with a biscuit. The biscuits are just the best. Like they don't like you can't just like always get a biscuit here in LA 
Or you don't want to because they're like just reheated. This yeah. is like fresh biscuits all the time. I love, I like a lot of Southern breakfast foods. Chicken, and I don't typically. They have chicken biscuit, mm. sweet tea brined fried chicken breast on a buttermilk biscuit, house red pepper jelly, pimento cheese grits, and house pickles. Oh my God, that sounds incredible. This looks like they use very like fresh local ingredients, biscuit and gravy. The biscuit and gravy looks delicious oh, at this that's restaurant. That's one of the best. We got it. Everyone in our listeners in that area, go to Buttermilk Kitchen. <laughs> Support this business. Yeah. We'll be there. If we ever come to Atlanta, we have to go. We're totally going to come to Atlanta. We got to. I want to go so We bad. just don't know when we're going to go. Yeah. So um, we got to mark that down. We got to start keeping a list. Of these restaurants yes. that we've talked <laughs> about on kidding. the show. Yeah. I, always, I always like when we mention a restaurant on our podcast and someone's like, I've been there. Yeah. Let us know if you've been to Buttermilk Kitchen. It looks pretty good. Um, okay. That's, that's all our news stories. I hope you enjoyed them. We'll be right back. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. I'm the queen of starting a free trial offer and forgetting to cancel it, oftentimes being charged for months for something I'm not even using. If I asked you how many subscriptions you have, would you be able to list all of them and how much you're paying? If you would have asked me this question before I started using Rocket Money, I would have said yes, but let me tell you, I would have been so wrong. I can't believe how many I had and all the money I was wasting. With Rocket Money, I can see all of my subscriptions in one place, and if I see something I don't want, I can cancel it with a tap. I never have to get on the phone with customer service. They'll even try to get you a refund for the last couple of months of wasted money and negotiate to lower your bills for you by up to 20%. All you have to do is take a picture of your bill, and Rocket Money takes care of the rest. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over 500 million in canceled subscriptions. It's definitely saved me money, and now I can use that money to waste on things I do want. So stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash Hollywood Crime Scene. That's rocketmoney.com slash Hollywood Crime Scene. What are you watching, Desi? Well, I I finished The Good Wife. Yes. I think I told you that. Yeah, and you hated the ending. (laughs) Uh, I wouldn't say I hated it. I was just a little bit like, nah. Like, I just wanted a little more resolution. Yeah, it it was shocking. (laughs) It was shocking. But yeah, I mean, obviously still a great show. It's hard to end a show, I think. Yes, So it's like, sometimes people want to go for a vague ending, but sometimes I'm like, it's a little too vague. Do you know what I mean? Um, and then I have not started The Good Fight yet, but I will. What else did I watch? I, I'm i watching Grey's Anatomy. That is my falling asleep show now. Yeah. And I did realize um, where I started, I'm, I I watched much further than I initially thought because I was trying to pick up where I left off, but I, I overshot it too early Yeah, because I'm recognizing things. But it did make me laugh because... 
this season I just watched ended with um, a shooting at the hospital where it shot all the characters. That was like the cliffhanger. And then I saw that the end of this season, this is why I remembered it. Everyone in the hospital, like all the main characters are in a plane crash. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, that's in and of itself, it's obviously not funny, but I was like, you can't almost kill everyone in the hospital two years in a row. Right. It's like, I get that some people are leaving their contracts and they want to create this big drama about it. But it was like, I was like, there's just so much drama at this hospital. It's so stupid. Yeah. But very entertaining. And a good fall asleep show because it doesn't, it literally doesn't matter if I miss anything. (laughs) I just keep pushing through, like, even if I fall asleep. So that's like pretty much all I've been watching. I really want to watch the Weird Al movie, but I haven't gotten a chance to yet. Yeah. Um, I want to still watch Don't Worry Darling. (laughs) I saw that that's up on HBO Max. Is it? Even though I know it's terrible, I'm curious. Yeah. And I'm hoping it will be funny. Terrible and not just boring, terrible. Right. But it's probably boring, terrible. Yeah. So that's that. Uh, I did watch um, Barbarian too. Did you like it? I liked the first 20 minutes. <laughs> that's the only time I was truly scared. But you didn't like the rest of the movie? It was fine. This is like Siskel and Ebert right now. <laughs> I can't believe you didn't like Barbarian. I didn't say I didn't like it. I don't think it's that great and mind blowing. I liked, I thought I was more scared the first 20 minutes than when the monster happened or whatever. I mean, yeah, that's, that's the, where a lot of the tension is, but I thought it was overall really good. It's perfectly watchable movie. I loved it. I thought it was great. And I also don't get the Justin Long, like why he had to have that backstory. Cause it's funny. I didn't laugh. <laughs> <laughs> He's funny in that. Uh, I mean, yeah. I mean, it's, not it's for everyone. funny. I was laughing my ass off when they were doing his backstory. Really? Yes. Oh my god, I wasn't at all. Oh wow, Desi, <laughs> disappointed in you. I I thought Barbarian was great. I had a blast watching it. Um, it gave me like it gave me the same like the last time I feel like I was that into like like a recent like streaming horror movie was malignant yeah i like that did you you liked malignant though right i liked it i just said that i yeah. liked it yeah. way better than this for me yeah uh, oh i think i like malignant better as well i mean once again i'm going into something that is super overhyped that i just don't think lived up to the hype for me i just didn't like yeah. it that much but yeah. i watched it i mean it's perfectly fine to watch i was entertained i'll never watch it again what about when the monster goes boop I just didn't find it that entertaining. Ugh. I thought it was so kind of like basic. <laughs> I really did. I loved it. I thought yeah. it was great. Yeah. I mean. You, okay, listeners, you decide. Yeah. <laughs> Why don't you decide? Let me. I know. mean, everyone already decided. Everyone loves it. No, that's not true. No. There are a lot of people, and I've, I look, I read Dreadit, which is our I horror. Oh. It's horror Reddit. A lot of people oh. had issues with the second half of the film. That's not, oh. an, that's not an uncommon opinion. Oh, good. It's very split. Good. So I am right. <laughs> You're not right, Desi. You're not right. But that's I'm not your alone. Opinion. Yeah. That's Who said that on Housewives? That's your opinion. <laughs> or that's my opinion. That's my opinion. <laughs> Uh, I don't remember, but I bet you a lot of Housewives said that. <laughs> I forget which housewife said, that's my opinion. It's a good point. <laughs> that was her opinion. <laughs> um, I still haven't seen Smile yet. I want to see that. Because it's not streaming right now, is it? 
not that I'm aware of. Can I just say though, part of the issue was I was so scared the first 20, 30 minutes or so that I had to turn it off. Oh. That scared me so much that when I turned it on again, the tension I was like, what? Like in in uh, barbarian. barbarian. It was scary. Yeah. And then I was just not at all scared. And I pref- I was actually like, this is a great idea for a horror movie. And yeah. then it was just kind of like, what? <laughs> it was just too stupid for me. I liked it. <laughs> yeah. I didn't, I think maybe if I thought it was funny, I'd be fine with the stupid, but I was like, no, I like the other part better. I don't know. Yeah. I get what you're saying, but I disagree. Yeah. Anyway, I did see another horror movie this past week. Brendan and I went to a screening of Soft and Quiet, which was great. And we it, it was, I don't want to say too much about it, but I will say that there was one moment where the entire audience went, <gasps> and then let out really nervous laughter, and then kind of that laughter where we realized we're all like laughing. But what's it about? I don't want to say. Why? I don't get that uh, opinion, because I don't, I don't want to go see a movie I don't know what's about. <laughs> I think a lot of people nowadays like going into movies where they don't know. It, there's no, it's not like, it's, okay, it's shot in one take. Okay. So I didn't know that going in. No, that never, I never noticed things like that. Oh, you will, I mean, it will, I'm just saying that as, in terms of like, as a technical feat, it's pretty incredible to watch. Right. So if you're into like filmmaking, yeah. I think you would really enjoy this movie. The acting in it's great. It's not a feel good movie <laughs> by any stretch. I mean, it deals with it's like it's 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 mostly women cast. It's there's like one guy in it, but it's about it's like a lot of like it's like about racism. Uh-huh. So it's yeah, it's not anything that's a feel good, but it's shocking and horrifying and then there's definitely uh moments of there's some moments of levity because it's so it's horrifying so it's like a realistic horror yes it's grounded in reality what what's it called soft and quiet okay i liked it woman director woman cinematographer mostly women cast it was horrific okay but i enjoyed it and i thought it was a really well-made film so i recommend it is it out it's out now okay so only in theaters. I don't know. I could be. I don't know. Everyone needs to like stream. Uh, everyone needs to do the same thing with each movie. <laughs> like it's released in theaters and then streaming or do you know what I mean? Because sometimes it's both. Yeah. It's kind of confusing. You never know where to find I should have looked this up. I feel like it's streaming now. I right. feel like it's streaming, but I please don't. I didn't yeah. look it up. It's so fine. I can't say for sure. Um. I really, I agree. I really want to see Smile, and it should be streaming by now, in my opinion. It's been too long. We need it because that's like been out over a month, right? Yeah. Didn't it drop like like September thirtieth or something? Yeah. Um, oh yeah, because it was the same weekend as Bros. I remember now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's been out for a while, um, and I keep checking online to see if it's streaming. It's like this movie's not available streaming anywhere. Is it even in theater still? Probably. Yeah, but probably not as many because it's kind of past the season, right? Yeah. Uh, anyway, I really, I agree. I really want to see that one. That looks up my alley completely. Uh, Are you I'm watching? To, still watching Interview with the Vampire? No, I gotta, I gotta catch up on that. It's good. It's, it's finished, right? Like all the episodes are released. No. 
Oh, it isn't. It's okay. seven episodes. Okay. I thought they all got dropped. So I know I need to catch up on that. I haven't watched White Lotus yet, like the new season. I haven't either. I don't know why I'm not that like I'm not that clamoring. <laughs> I'm not either, even though here's the thing about White Lotus. Everyone is talking about it, A, because it's White Lotus, but B, because like there's a full frontal dick shot. In, I saw that. You saw the dick? Well, because people posted it. Oh, they did? Like GIFs. <laughs> That's like a way to get people to see your show is if you, if you're going to have dick in it. Yeah. But once I saw the gift, I mean, that, took away then you the, saw it. <laughs> I didn't need to see it now. But I just mean as like a marketing tactic, this is why we should have more penises in movies is because people will talk about it. That's true. It's a rare thing to and, see a big dick. Which is why Kevin Bacon's one of my favorite actors because he's shown his dick multiple times. I've also heard that the dick was a prosthetic. Which is disappointing. Why not just use just, the dick? Just it's right use there. your dick. <laughs> what does it matter? We want to see it. Also, just tell the board, like, yeah, it's a prosthetic, <laughs> and we'll all know. Like, yeah, if it's like a sensory censorship thing or whatever, uh, it's so silly. I don't get why they do that with penises, but we don't have like prosthetic pussies. I mean, sometimes they use like a merkin. Yeah. But that's still, that's just like a toupee. It's like this, like, penises are vulgar. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think Kevin Bacon's ever used a prosthetic dick. It just seems silly. Like, what's the difference of seeing a fake one or a real one? Unless it has to be, like, comically huge, like Dirk Diggler. Right. Yeah, that's different. Where it's like the largeness of it is part of the story. Right. Or, like, in Step Brothers, the balls. Were those they fake need, balls? Yeah. But they need to hang low. Yeah. Because maybe Will Ferrell's are tied up. <laughs> <laughs> they're high and, and tight balls. They're high tight balls and he wouldn't be able to put them on the drum set. Right. So I can, I, yeah, for practical reasons, uh, I can see for sure. But yeah, no, I mean, I'll probably watch it at some point. But, you know, I wasn't even like raring to go with the first one either. I was like late to that one because I was right. like, oh, I don't know. And then I watched it all because it's very um, slow paced and you can just kind of vibe with it. Yeah. It's not like a House of Dragons type show where you want to watch it. I miss it already. I'm like, what the fuck? We got to wait two years. I know. So annoying. I I don't know what's coming out. I have a question. Totally switching gears for our listeners who watch Great British Bake Off. I've seen a tiny bit of discourse about this. Just not even discourse. I would just say like a couple tweets where people are kind of like, why are people making thing like uh, items that you don't bake on this baking show? For example, on the controversial Mexican week, which was look as a Californian American, <laughs> I was shocked and dismayed by Mexican week on British Bake Off. Uh, they made tortillas, which is not an item you bake. You cook them no. in a pan. So that was they had that for a technical challenge where they had to make tacos. And then this week they made spring rolls, which they deep fried. So there was no baking involved in that technical challenge. And the week previous, it was custard week, which... There was some baking elements, but again, for the technical challenge, they made ice cream and a waffle cone, which they did not bake the waffle cone that is in a waffle iron. 
what what are your opinions about making items that you don't bake on a baking show? Here's my opinion. They're going to run out of things you can bake. <laughs> kind of like we add songs versus reality <laughs> and other things. In order yeah. to expand the program, you're going to have to fill it in things that cross the line a bit. Yeah. I still feel like these are good technical challenges. Yes. Because when you're baking, you do know how to like deep fry something or freeze something. Because yes. those are commonly go together with a baked good. Right. And they do savory items. And I think a tortilla is a really good technical challenge. Right. Because it's super difficult because it's like two ingredients or whatever, maybe three. Right. Not including salt, but like it's that's a, that is like a good example. That is a good way to say this chef is good. Right. Or this baker is good. Because it's right. so simple. But not. But not. Not at all simple. But yeah. not at all. Uh, so I like that kind of challenge. And I just feel like Eventually, they're going to have to expand slightly what they do. And you could say it's in a way, <laughs> maybe it's kind of like baking. It's, you know, they're heating something that's flour. Like it's like crossing the line a bit or stretching it. Right. But I, I'm not like opposed to it. No. Like if they started doing things like lasagna, like, or right. whatever. Right. Even though that's technically baked, I guess. Right. That is baked. <laughs> like, but would that cross the line? Even right. though it's baked, I would say that crosses the line more than a tortilla in a way. Like tortilla kind of is more in, in the vein. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. And ice cream, I do feel like goes with baked goods a lot. Mm. So I kind of like that that would be where they stretch. Um, I mean, we just know as podcasters, like you're always kind of stretching your topics sometimes, but they're still in the same arena. Yes. Kinda. I don't know. Yes. Because I feel like it's going to let them keep doing the show. Yeah. No, I was just, I was just curious what you thought. I'll, I do still stand by my opinion that I wish Bake Off would return to its educational roots. Yes. Where I feel like Mexican Week could have been a great opportunity to give us like more like history of these Mexican baked goods a little right, more I agree. like how they used to be more. And obviously there was other problems with that week that people had, but yeah, I, it's like a little too much about the like little skits. I don't like the comedy elements that have increased as the educational stuff has decreased. Yeah. And I, I certainly don't mind all of these British chefs not knowing what the fuck a Mexican pastry is. As long as we're getting combined. education. Yes, like, yes. Of course they wouldn't know. Right. Just like you couldn't go to Mexico and say, bake a fucking lemon Sussex pudding. They'd be like, what? That's and, disgusting. Unless like, they unless they happen to know that very uh, obscure British Yeah, like thing. there might be one person, but it's like, yeah, of course you have to learn different ty- types of cooking for each uh, you know, country or whatever, region. Um, but yeah, add the educational element because it's interesting. Yeah. And it's more interesting than your doofy sketches, like, yeah. which are never funny. And it's like, those were funny, like sprinkled on just their weird behavior or their quirky behavior. But now these sketches that open up every show, it's painful. <laughs> <laughs> it is painful sometimes. Yeah. It's kind of like, come on. Yeah. I don't know. Like, what is Paul Hollywood? <laughs> he, he can't be on board with these. <laughs> like, I don't um, know. Yeah, obviously I'll I'll still watch I'll still watch their shows. I like cooking shows. Me too. So it would take a lot for me not to enjoy one. Yeah. But and and this show specifically was such a revelation for Americans because everyone's nice to each other. Yes. And I mean and it was interesting to see all those weird British desserts that we just weren't familiar with. Right. Uh, and there's so many. 
Yeah. But, I mean, it's obviously the well is running dry even on that. I just loved in the early seasons when they're like, this Victorian pudding. Oh, yeah. And they would like go to, they'd go to some Victorian house where they're like, it was invented here. Yes. I love learning about food history. I yeah. love it. Uh, and I, I mean, they, they're great at casting. Like, tell me, tell me the first recorded incident of a tortilla. I want to know. Yeah, was it an accident? Right. How'd that happen? <laughs> someone put the ball of dough on the thing and someone put an a iron, hot stone. a skillet on it yeah. <laughs> accidentally and they invented the tortilla. Yeah. I don't know. Like, what is it? I want to know. Yeah. Uh, there's got to be a good story. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I agree. I agree. I like, I miss the history. I miss the history part of it. Um, I, what, what'd you eat? This is a good segue. What did I eat? Oh my God. Did we eat anything? No. I'm trying to think. I don't have anything. I'm really into chicken salad lately. Kind of boring. <laughs> I just got a craving what do you for it. Put, what do you put in your chicken salad? I've done a few things. It's pretty basic. I think it's sort of a riff on Ina's chicken salad. With the curry powder? No. Her more basic one. So it has... Uh, I've put this week I put pecans, some crunchy toasted pecans in it, a little bit of like chives. Um, I got red onion because I'm gonna make another batch. But the key is like not just it's not um full mayo, it's like mixed with sour cream. Mm. So it's like a little lighter. Yeah. Even though it's not Wait, light. It's mayo and sour cream, so it's lighter? Well, not calorie wise, but mayo is like heavier to me than sour cream. Like sour cream's a little lighter. Yeah, Tech, like uh, you know, density wise. It's yeah. Uh, so, but it makes it taste really good, mm. and I'm like addicted to it. That sounds really. And good. And I put a ton of pepper on it. Yeah, it's just uh, I like to get some crunchy elements in it. Yeah. So hers is. I actually looked at a list of the best chicken salads. Maybe I will make a curry one because I like curry chicken salad. I. Both of us recently have been super into that chicken cabbage roast. Oh. <laughs> okay, so the roasted chicken cabbage could not be simpler to make. You basically take your chicken, your whole chicken, and you put it over a bed of, like you slice up thick slices of a head of cabbage, an entire head of cabbage, and you put that in like to a deep, pan, like a cast iron skillet or a braising pan. And then you just put the chicken directly on top of the cabbage and you cover it in butter. Make sure you pat your skin dry. Yes. Always pat your skin dry. That's why your skin isn't crisping up. And it's a high heat. It's a high heat. I do 400, but you can do 425. Uh, Yeah. I think the recipe is 450. It is. Yeah. But I just always roast my chickens at 400, just habit. But you can do higher than that. I did higher, but I, my cabbage did get a little charred in the back. So I, next time I do it, I'm going to flip my pan midway. Mm. I don't know why. I guess my back of my oven's hotter or something. Or maybe my layer wasn't as thick in the back. Yeah. But so it was still good. It's so simple. It's just butter on the chicken, uh, like melted butter, and then cover with salt and pepper. And then roast that shit until the chicken's done. And when the chicken's done, the cabbage will be soaked through with all that chicken fat and butter. (laughs) And it retains the flavor so well. It soaks up that chicken flavor. It is incredible. But the recipe doesn't call for butter. 
Well, I put butter on all my chicken. (laughs) I'm just saying I did too. But I was like, I put that on myself. And then I was like, wait, did it say butter? But I was like, no, I always put butter on. Who doesn't drench their chicken in butter (laughs) before they roast it? Do people not drench their chicken in butter? I mean, I'm sure they, and I'm sure not everyone does. I'm sure people do olive oil or whatever. I think depending on what kind of chicken you're making. But when I, when I make a basic roast chicken, I coat that in butter. And one of my favorite vegetable sides is like slivered cabbage Mm. that I saute in butter. And then I add caraway seeds the last minute, like a tablespoon. And it's like the best side you'll ever eat. Yeah, And you also, it gets charred too that way. It's so fucking good. And that's something you don't have to roast a chicken for. You can just make the side. It's one of the best sides. It's delicious. Yeah. I didn't, I, I actually just made plain roasted cabbage, but I had some chicken schmaltz in my freezer. So I just roasted it with the schmaltz instead of roasting a whole chicken. Did you um, buy that? The schmaltz? Are you had it? Oh, no. I always have schmaltz in my freezer. I need to get I'm some. I'm Jewish. Of course, I always <laughs> have schmaltz in my freezer. <laughs> but how do you make it? With From uh, frying a chicken, from chicken stock. I mean, not frying a chicken, from making chicken stock and skimming the fat. Oh, okay. Or if you are like getting, just rendering the fat from like, a, if you like saute it or whatever. Right. With the chicken skin. Just collecting the fat and freezing it. Collecting the fat and freezing it. And do you just add every chicken fat you make to the freezer Mm -hmm. one? So you don't have to do new ones. You just add it to the same bin. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's easy. Yeah. Okay. Anytime you make chicken stock, it's just refrigerate it first. And then Refrigerate it first and then wait till it firms up and then skim all that fat off and save that fat. Now my issue though is I told you this, my chicken stock will gel all the way through. You don't get fat floating on the top? Not a ton, no. What do you make your chicken stock with? What do you mean? Do you use like whole pieces of chicken ever or just bones? No, I use whole pieces of chicken or wings. I use wings sometimes too. Right. I do that also. Like I, I'll just buy a whole pack of wings right. and use that because I don't really care too. about the chicken. Right. But that still has some meat on it, so it adds flavor. Yeah, uh, and I have done chicken when I'm going to use the chicken right. for some part later. But right. yeah, I don't really use bones. Is that bad? We want the collagen from the bones, but you well, have the, the bones, bones are, in there. The bones are there. Yeah, that's but fine. I don't just use just plain bones or like. Uh, do you know what I'm saying? It no, has I don't either. Yeah. I have a mix. I do a mix. I don't know. Next, I'm going to make some chicken stock, so I'll figure it out. Yeah, it's. You'll figure it out. Every chicken stock is different. That's the yeah. beauty of it. Every chicken stock ends up a little bit different. That's in, true. In my opinion. Because the last stock I made, I don't feel like it gelled up as much. Sometimes it doesn't. Yeah. So it could, it could be the, the the chicken maybe isn't as fatty or marrowy or whatever. Yeah, collagen Yeah, collagen I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, I have a steady supply of like chicken bones and chicken fat in my freezer at all times. Yes. I'm going to start doing that. And chicken stock, of course. Of course. From that. So yeah, I don't have anything too exciting, but I am planning for Thanksgiving. We're so. planning for Thanksgiving. We That will be exciting. Yeah. I'm going to go house on everything. Go house? <laughs> yeah. Oh. <laughs> I'm gonna, You're going to go house? I'm going to go house on stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. I like that. I'm going to go house. <laughs> It 
Thanksgiving house. <laughs> oh my god! So we'll have more to talk about after that week if we can speak. I don't. <laughs> I think we'll be. Yeah, I think we'll be destroyed. Um, okay, that's it. Bye. Bye. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com.